Hello. Welcome back to the Flawless Tates podcast. It's your host, Chris Jamiola, here as always with Chris Landera. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Excited to be here after another amazing Giants game. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's not waste any time. Uh, flawless take here. Giants are not a good football team. You know, sometimes the flawless takes we throw out here are just low-hanging fruit. And at 0-3, I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, I don't want to sit here in, in sort of negative town, uh, but I do just want to run through the game a little bit and get your take on a couple things quickly because I, I don't want to dwell on it. I mean, we're 0-3. In a normal season of 16 games, that spells doom in my mind. I'm wondering, in a 17-game season, is it quite so dire? You know, you could think, you know, not saying it's going to happen, but like they could get back to, to treading water if they were to win the next two games, for example. Whether you have any faith in this team being able to do that um, is a separate discussion. But I don't think it's like the, the season is over. Like they could uh, potentially get meaningful season, uh, football out of this. Um, but they need to get off the mat a little bit here. Right. I guess if you're looking at it mathematically, there's probably yeah. like be- with the extra game gives you like a five percent extra like better chance of making the playoffs or something like that. I don't know what the exact number is, but it's right. It's a slight odds improvement of the normal over what it normally would be starting on three. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it, it just gives you a little bit more of a buffer. And we don't know exactly what that means in a practical sense, but maybe oh and three is not quite the the tombstone it, it used to be. Um, now that, that doesn't mean the Giants are capable of getting off their back and, and getting their uh, self back in it. Um, but, I, you know, I just don't want to be like season's over, fire, fire everybody right now and, you know, start accruing, you know, assets for a full rebuild. Like you can go that crazy if you want looking around Giants world. Um, and I just don't want to do that right now. I do I mean, want to I'll, talk- pro- I'll probably be there in a month. <laughs> yeah, well, it's too early. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Right, right. Um, yeah, one comment on the game uh, that I just wanted to comment on as far as a through line from our talk about the game against Washington last week, Joe Judge, in-game management, still a problem. Conservatism, uh, still a problem. You know, the, the one example that everyone's brought up, punting, uh, from their 39-yard line on fourth and, and four, I believe, uh, you know, going in with an opportunity, puts points on the board, where you're losing, um, you know, in the third quarter. Uh, and not uh, playing not to lose. lose. Instead of playing a win, and they got it. Losing, losing and desperate for a spark of some, yeah. something to, 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 to build some type of momentum, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's... If, and, to give, even to give like the crowd something to cheer about, you know? And his explanation today was that, you know, he has, he was looking to an opportunity at that moment to pin them back, put the defense who had been successful up to that point um, in a position to succeed and keep field position and, and score a touchdown off of that. I, I just think that's such a, a poor approach because you just don't in the NFL today, you just don't want to give the other team's offenses chances to do things. And if you can, there's really not that big of a difference from, you know, punting on uh fourth down there and it's a touchback and they get it at the 20 versus, right. you know, 
thrown an incomplete on fourth down. They have a 39. Like they got the next play, I believe. The difference is about 20 yards. It's about 20 yards. I think the next play was like a hard throw to Cordell Patterson. Like it got it all back immediately. Like it was, you know, so anyway, well on it, but just something to keep an eye on. Um, the other uh, thing, Dan- the other thing I think yeah. I'd like to, I think you're about to bring up Daniel Jones. Yeah, go. Okay, what I want to say is like one thing I think at, coming off last season, heading into this season, mm-hmm. one thing you like heard from a lot of Giants fans is if Daniel Jones could just get the turnovers under control, we'll be all right. Like mm-hmm. be, being that his big thing last year was fumbles and interceptions, and through three games he's turned the ball over once, and we're zero three. Yeah. So. Yeah. Clearly, this team had a lot more problems than just Daniel Jones fumbling and, and throwing picks because he's frankly he's played pretty well. Um, I mean, is he Pat Mahomes? No, but he's you. I think you can win with Daniel Jones, and the Giants mm-hmm. just do not have the team, as we say every week, built around him to do that. Um, so yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, Daniel Jones. <laughs> He trucked a, a defensive lineman, Grady Jarrett, weighs 310 pounds in that game, like ran him over for, for a touchdown. Like, there's not many quarterbacks in the league that can do that. No, I, absolutely not. And I, I agree, He, the, especially the last two games. The Denver game may be a little different story, but last week at B-plus, A-minus level. This week, I th- you know, I think it wasn't quite as good. Um, I, I thought they misutilized him. They didn't do any of the RPO stuff or – or design runs for him, that which they, is that which is the, so well. That's the, the biggest issue for week. me. Why are we yeah. not doing that every week? Yeah, it, it made no sense, um, <laughs> especially when the the and a good transition. The the injuries that start happening, Shepard and Slayton both out with hamstring injuries in the first half. So now you're limited in terms of they're thrown to this kid I never heard of, Colin Johnson or, or something, who yeah. had played great. You know, he he made receptions. Maybe I'd rather those go to you know, Kadarius Tony or, or Kenny Galladay, just in terms of asset allocation. But um, anyway, uh, you know, so that was a little Martinez goes down ACL. We find out today. So his season's over, Um, you know, say what you want about Blake Martinez. You know, I, did they over pray for him? Probably, but he's a, like a a solid to very good NFL starter um, that does certain things very well. He's not, you know, a totally complete player, has some limitations, but now, you know, a captain for the second week in a row um, is, is out of the locker room and off the field. So then you're, you're, you know, getting into the depth now. Next week, they're at the Saints, two and one. Um, you Saints, know. Saints coming off winning in New England. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I, this, this is the same. The Saints team I don't totally trust yet. So this also could be like letdown city for them. Their left tackle is hurt and won't be playing against us. Which you know, we could use some pass rush to make. Well, good news for them. Situation. We don't have any pass rushers. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> uh, well, w- one thing I'll say is uh, the rookie Ojolari for the third week in a row. Right, and also uh, I looked at his PFF grade. On 30 snaps, he graded a 92, which is pretty good. He was the highest-rated oh. defensive player by PFF rating. So, um, you know, so that's like a complete turnaround from week one because week yes. one, I think he was he was graded horribly. He was like a 39 or something. Yeah, and and 39, and that included a play where he had a sack. So, you know, yeah. Anyway, so uh, anyway, we'll see what happens. We'll 
things more in the future. I don't want to dwell on them. We don't have too much new to say, but wanted to make a few connections there and updates on, on how we feel. Uh, so next week at the Saints, I said, uh, oh, we have to do our Bears update. Bears update. Bears update. We're, I, I'm thinking we're going to throw in a Bears start... growl when, when we do yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe like, like kind of cowardly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the Bears lose. And not only do they lose, they look really bad. Yeah. So this is a good thing for the for the Giants here. So Justin Fields was like something like five for 21 for 85 yards of offense, got sacked nine times, like just had a a real, like one of those real, like, oof, he's not ready days for an NFL quarterback. And, you know, on top of that, it doesn't seem like uh, their defense is very mess. So, and on on top of that, their head coach doesn't seem to be handling this, situation very well at all he's kind of yeah. being he's, he's being mocked by by um a lot of people in the media for basically justin fields got dinged up i guess like he's kind of questionable going to this game and so mm-hmm. today their head coach matt Nagy came out and said well it could be any of these three guys like throwing like nick Foles like into the mix to like make it even more confusing yeah that's always good to cloud yeah. it up <laughs> cloud, cloud it up a little Maybe for three weeks in a row, have three different starting quarterbacks, hey. and then don't reveal who it's going to be till like the day of the game. Just called innovation, it, baby. Just chaotic <laughs> as possible. Yeah. So that could be. So if you play that out, and you say Matt Nagy, the head coach, was already sort of on like this is your last chance sort of season, and if it starts turning sour over there, they could be headed to like a disastrous, like you know, five or less win season. And that's they could basically us. finish. It could get disastrous. They could finish with the same record as the Giants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they could real, get real dark. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll keep our eye on. Uh, you know, continues. Uh, but let's uh, switch gears here for a little. Uh, to the world of soccer, uh, we said we'd, we'd we'd come back to it when it started to percolate a little bit. So uh, the U.S. men's national team is going to be back from uh break and we'll be back playing not this weekend but the following weekend they have three games in i think five days uh seventh ninth and i believe the 11th or 12th we'll get into detail about that next week once we see the roster uh that's called up and the availability of everybody coming off their uh you know club duties um so more to come there and just wanted to put that on everybody's radar. So that's going to be some good action. Um, but uh, Dubs, you wanted to talk about uh, some sort of rumors floating around Ricardo. And if there's one thing I love, it's soccer transfer rumors because they play into all your fantasies all the time. And I, I, I do love them about that. I, yes. And they're endless and there's a new one every day for the, for the yeah, same, exactly. for the same player. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. Um, Yes, the Honduras, um, our hero in the Honduras game, um, who came on at halftime, and uh, Ricardo Pepe spurred us on to the win there and kind of turned around our uh, qualifying hopes. Um, There are a couple big-name teams apparently sniffing around him in Europe. Um, Apparently, Ajax came to see one of his games, and the other team that's rumored is is Bayern Munich. Um, That would be great for him to go to like e- either of those teams he's still super he's still super young and 
I mean, we have so many guys in Europe right now. It's, you know, this, this is like kind of like the, the best part of like U.S. soccer right now. It's just we – I think people who have just started following U.S. soccer don't re, don't really realize that this is like – has not been typical of our um, – of the, of, the, of the history of our players. Like most of our guys typically come from MLS that we have on the team and they may be – one, two, maybe three guys we have in Europe playing yeah. at um, at like a high level at a first uh, a first tier in Europe. Um, but even then, so, the first tier Europe was sort of the second tier of the first tier, or the the third tier of the first tier. Right? Where it may, it guys, may be were, t- guys were on Fulham and yes. uh, Lyon, and uh, that's a good point. Yes. The, the third best team in uh, the Netherlands, like, you know, it, it was not, uh, it Chelsea was not Bayern Munich and Barcelona and, Bayern yeah. Munich yeah. and, <laughs> Ventus yeah. and Barcelona. So it's just yes. a little different. Um, and like, you know, playing in champions league games all the time, like it's not a big deal. Um, so it, it, it is exciting and it's unprecedented and it feels like a fan who's been watching mm-hmm. this, now for like it's crazy to think almost going on 20 years where i've been seriously invested in it and uh it's pretty cool yeah so um hopefully ricardo pepe moving on to somewhere big um and uh hopefully he gets us another two assists and a goal or whatever he had against honduras against jamaica uh october 7th in austin yeah so we'll we'll look forward to that and maybe next week they'll there will be more rumors uh, swirling, and we'll, we'll keep everybody up to date on what's going on there. Uh, all right, so staying with soccer, but uh, slightly different topic here. I don't know if everyone saw something that came out recently. FIFA, of course, the World uh, Soccer Organization, has announced intentions to explore a change in the calendar so that rather than having uh, the World Cup every four years as we currently do, that they would do it uh, every other year, so every two years, right? Um, and on top of that, they would uh, expand the pool of teams within the World Cup from 32 to 48, and that's going to happen in the uh, the 2026 World Cup um, regardless, uh, and that's the one that's going to be held in North America between Canada and Mexico. Um, so... They're gonna. They want to implement that, and then finally, they want to sort of add the the regional tournaments. You think of like the Euros that happened this past summer, the Gold Cup, African Cup of Nations, those sort of regional trophies, and make those sort of the off World Cup year um, events in those summers. So you would have a World Cup year, and then the next year it's all the regional tournaments, and somehow connecting. Um, you know, the performance in those tournaments to, you know, cup and things like that. So um, I thought it was an interesting uh, proposal and uh, obviously generating a lot of uh, interest and a lot of different opinions. So I wonder if you'd saw, seen that and what your thoughts were. Um, well, I did see the article since you sent it to me about 12 hours before we get a, we were going to record. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Interesting. That's how I heard about it. Um, it's called sweat equity, folks. You know, you got to put the work in. Um, I'm actually more of a, I guess you would refer to as a traditionalist here. Mm. Uh, I, I think the having it every two years cheapens it a little bit for me. Okay. Um, they've already started doing this with Copa America, where like 
they've got it down to two years and now they almost like basically just want to have it every year just just for the money mm-hmm. and i don't know i, I just feel, feel like the sh- the shorter amount of time in between world cups just kind of lessens the value of it for me i mean mm-hmm. listen am i going to be am i going to tell you i'm mad that there's going to be like more world cup games like no mm-hmm. of course not the world cup is I think the World Cup and the NCAA tournament are the two best tournaments that we have here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's like a fantastic competition. And but um, I'm also kind of against the the other thing that they're talking about expanding the uh, number of teams. Yeah, to 48 out of to 48, one. which would yeah. basically mean like for for the United for the U.S. like we w- almost wouldn't even have to qualify anymore. Like there would be right. no we would have much less to talk about on this podcast because we would just yeah. basically be entered into the, you know, beat, beat, um, beat TNT this time. And you're in like without, yeah. and that's it without beating, without playing Mexico, Costa Rica, and then the harder teams in CONCACAF. So I don't know. I, I for me, I, I think what they have right now is, is like a home run and, I don't know. I, I just feel like evil money seeping in here even more. I mean, that's all. Soccer oh, yeah. Business, F- right? Finally. Finally. Yeah. Fa- it's, it's fun. The evil money <laughs> has come to soccer. soccer. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah. So, so. So how do you I feel about, about I, our friend I, I Arsene Wenger? You, well, you want it every two years. So I, I don't know what I feel about our friend Arsene Wenger doing this. Um, I always, you know, it just seems like a different than the one he's had his whole career. I always wonder how that happens. But um, anyway, now he's like an administrator. It doesn't make sense to me. But regardless, um, I like the idea of consolidating sort of the world international soccer calendars in a like more pleasing way. I think if from a U.S. men's fan, obviously of the World Cup, that is, is sort of the central goal. But it's confusing even as a fan that has watched it for a long time. Like what are, what are these competitions there in the, Oh, it's the gold cup. No, it's this other. I mean, like they, they won two trophies this summer and I'm not sure which one I was supposed to be excited about. Um, So I I think there's opportunities to sort of consolidate and make the international calendar flow. I don't know if world cup every two years is. Yeah. Does the world cup every two years do that? I don't know, uh, but maybe what I'm, yeah, I, I don't know, but it, it makes the off year I, I agree sort like of that more that you have to do something. Right? Like, there's, yes. there's a single yes. off year, and then now you know, okay, the World Cup off year, this is Gold Cup. And Gold Cup means a lot in that time, because what is Gold Cup now? Like every three years, it's like off cycle. It's weird. Um, or every two years, I, I, I'm not sure I understand the cadence of the Gold Cup. I've been watching this stuff for 15 years. Look it up, guys. Send me a link. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but anyway, uh, so we'll see. I, I, I think it's it feels kind of inevitable. The the money wants more. Yeah, the um, money the money I, will win. I, I think it, so. My last thought on this is, I, I think it's going to happen, and it's going to just be a different event, and it will be less valuable in some ways. But it it's probably better, messy in twice as many world cups over the last 16 years, that would have been better. Right. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. to have that sort of games that are on that, that stage when you have these great players, like seems cool. So the other problem that that it's, 
to, to, to argue against how I feel about it, the, the other problem that it solves, and it, yeah. it mentioned this in the article, it was a good point, is that there's a ton of countries that haven't gotten to host the World Cup yet. And yeah. this, just having twice as many will allow, you know, like the Moroccos and the Australias and, the, you know, even England hasn't hosted since 1966, you know, like, yeah. so these countries that haven't hosted at all or in a really long time will have a better opportunity to host. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, so. Yeah. silver lining, I, I think it, it feels inevitable, but wanted to, to share that with everybody. Well, guys. Um, all right, so let's move on to our final topic. Our, I think the, the hottest segment on our podcast. Yeah. This is the breadwinner. In terms, well, in so many ways, it checks so many boxes. It, it, some people love it, but it, some people also hate it. So, but that's also good because if it evokes that sort of emotion from you, then like we're doing something, we're hitting some mm-hmm. nerves. So, you know, there's people out here who thinks it called it like baby shit. I've heard that, that word put out there. So whoever said that, you know, I'm glad we can make you our feel podcast or, Our podcast yeah. or the grape nuts? The, the cereal, the cereal, cereal segment in general. Cereal segment. Yeah, okay. it was a, a criticism, you know. So anyway. But, you know, I, 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 we take it from all sides, you know, leave a review, share the links. Uh, all right. So this week we are going to do a review of the Kashi Berry Fruitful Cereal. So uh, Kashi Berry Fruitful Cereal. This is one I encountered and was recommended from our loyal listener, James, uh, who uh, spends a lot of time looking at the cereal aisle and uh, you know, he wanted to know what we thought because his sort of feedback was this just seems like more expensive stuff, but it's the exact same thing as something like shredded mini wheats. Yes. So like this is, you know, why, what makes this better? Um, so that's sort of a, a good question and a good framework to think about this cereal. Um, so Kashi is, is it, this is what it's like. It is like a shredded mini wheat to describe it, but what they're innovating with is they have like a little jelly center. Okay. Yep. So, so that's sort of the, uh, it's like the jelly donut of the, uh, the cereal world here. So that's kind of the innovation. Um, so what was your opinion of this? Have you had these before? I'm eating it currently. Um, I had never, I have, I'd never had them before. I'd heard first, of them. I'd is actually- this alive? Is this your first time right now? Uh, yeah, this is the first time. Okay. Um, Do you need some time with it? Do you want me to sort of vamp on on the experience of the cereal, or are you no? You I, ready I, to get I, into it. I can go off. I, I'm ready to get. Okay. Um, here we go. This is it. They, they it's a frosted mini wheat, but they took the frosting off and replaced it with a berry inside. Yes. That's basically, yeah. and I, I was reading, I was reading up on on Kashi. It was founded in like the early eighties by this like health. It was like a couple that was like really yeah. into like working out and, and eating well. In one of the early health nut waves, you know, yeah, one of the late seventies, early eighties uh, when like right. people like figured out you can jog and yeah. then, think, and think then, Jane Fonda. Yeah, you don't have to drink like a quart of whole milk every day, and then they're <laughs> like, "Why does my body feel so good?" Oh, <laughs> well, anyway. They they came up with this cereal, sold out to Kellogg, 
in like 2000, Kellogg's moved the um, the the manufacturing of it to Michigan so they could kind of consolidate it with all their other stuff they make. And mm-hmm. it started, and then Kashi started going in the toilet, so they sent it back out to San Diego to the to the granola eaters, and that's and then it kind of made a comeback, and mm-hmm. now it's it's blown up to where it is today, where two guys are eating it on their podcast. So my big criticism with this cereal, and I, in some ways, shredded wheat, but shredded wheat does sort of a better job of this. Is it's a little too big? I, I, yeah. I want it smaller. And I don't know if that's a problem that <laughs> because they have the jelly in there, it needs a certain amount of space. And I don't know, you know, that's their problem, not mine, but it just feels a little too big in my mouth. So that that's my big criticism. Um, they're okay. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if we're doing ratings on this show, but you know, this is a C plus B minus for me. Uh, the price point is, you know, it's, you said you paid four fifty or something for the box. Yeah, but I th- I think I got it on sale. Yeah, so maybe you're you know this is maybe I, I think, like I, a four ninety nine yes, cereal yes. usually. Yeah. Yeah, it's I a don't, little, little bit more expensive than I'm your, not a, your I'm not standard. a fan I'm not a fan of the of the like frosted mini wheats uh cons- consistency to begin with. Yeah, me neither. When they so, when they get when they get soggy, it's just eh. it's all downhill. Yeah, yeah, um, and. And this has a similar problem, like, and when they're too big, it's like you can't eat them fast enough for a normal size before you're going to end up with some in that sort of, yeah. you know, you unless feel, you're like pound here, you yeah. feel like you're on a clock. You, yes, you, you know? feel like you're in a race against time when you're eating them because <laughs> you're going to end with 10 of them at the bottom that are just ruined. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that that's something that's got to be considered. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on the Kashi Berry Fruitful? Um. I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, a different filling. I'd I'd have a. I saw like mm. there were there were there were outside actually, of the berry realm. What yeah, would you go with? Like a chocolate or a Nutella? Maybe a chocolate. I saw they had a blueberry one, um, mm. and then they had another one called like autumn. I don't know what was it? it was like autumn blend or something like that. I mean, um, mm. that's not what it was. It was autumn. It was autumn something. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Well, I will. We'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, next week, we are going to uh, talk about a cereal neither of us had heard of. Uh, so, if you want to play along with us and uh, do your homework, the cereal we'll be talking about next week is uh, WonderWorks Keto Friendly Cereal. Um, so, I don't know, but uh, we will not reimburse you the eight dollars that the cereal costs. <laughs> we're, we're getting into the high end designer cereals now. But remember these moments when, like, we have a Patreon and we're saying, hey, yeah. you know, to do all the fun stuff we do, you know, there's a cost to us, the consumer here. So, yeah. you know, it's, you know, this is, like I said, sweat equity. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, moving on. Oh, that's the end of the agenda here. Do we have yeah, anything else to call out? We, we blazed through this, I feel like. We did. We hit everything. We hit everything on our outline. Hit all our marks. Well, one little bit of feedback I got was the the timeline is good. They like the the under the thirty minutes. Okay. So yeah, so that's good to know. All right, less is more with us. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we just keep it tight, flawless diamond like takes, and you know, you you get that little thirty minute burst every week, and that's all you need. And then when the ads start coming in and the merch starts popping yeah. up, 
and you got to, you know, buy into the ecosystem. You got to do what you got to do. So we'll get there with you. We'll start talking about that. Um, but the numbers are moving up at an alarming rate. So we appreciate all the support and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, what's up? What's going on? Not much. Watching Monday Night Football. Yeah, nice stuff. Yeah. Football's great. I just love it. <laughs> the only thing I'm enjoying about this season is the Peyton Eli thing on Monday Night Football. Yeah, that's been enjoyable. Are they doing yeah. it every week? Oh, yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure they if have that hu- was the they plan. They have a huge guest. Tonight is um, Stafford... Uh, LeBron, Nick Saban, and Chris Long. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's really cool. Yeah. I've been enjoying that as well. Um, how's it? Um, it was good. I, uh, I did this, um, this boat ride up the Hudson to the army football game on Saturday with like some um, people. It, it's, it's pretty fun. Mikey um, stadium. I've been there many times. Yes. Mikey, Mikey stadium. Uh, boat takes you right from uh, the that marina there, the slip down where the uh, Staten Island ferry leaves from. It takes you right up the Hudson to the game, like two hours, and they got a bar on on board. So is it like pretty... a real booze cruise cruise yeah. vibe, or is it like failings yeah. too, or what? What's... It's it's more booze cruise, but but it's not like unruly, you know. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, it's what you want it to be. You know? Yeah, because that sounds uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah we, it's it's fun. I don't know if you knew this. Like my grandfather went, to, and oh, yeah. uh, so I started. You know, he was a huge army. He would take us to games all the time. And then my well, my cousin, uh, she went to West Point from ninety five to ninety nine. So when she was up there, we went to basically every single home game. Like you know, oh, wow. for that four year stretch, because it was a chance to see her too. So like the yeah. whole family would go up and like you know bring her stuff and like we so I, I I've been to a lot of army. So it's a pretty it's a pretty cool place. The campus is like awesome. You know, yeah, it's like it's, a, it's neat. It's, it's, it's basically like a fortress. Like, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's like, like built for a war. <laughs> up on the well, yeah, literally. Yeah, and yeah. it's like up on the cliffs and it's yep. all the gray stone everywhere. Yeah, it's and all like, stone. And then, like, this time of year now is probably perfect, too. The leaves are just starting to turn and stuff up there, yeah. I bet. So, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. It's a nice day trip. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I, what, I, what, about, what about you guys? Uh, golf. I did a golf weekend with my college friends, which was fun. Oh, so nice. We, we rented a, uh, a house in the Poconos, um, and then we played 36 holes of golf on – on saturday which was a lot of golf that's a lot of fucking golf yeah yeah and i don't (laughs) golf like i I, this is the second time i went out all year usually you know i don't think i've I've golf more than five times in a given year in my life oh really i'm not i'm not like a big golf guy yeah but those guys are like some of those guys one guy was saying he's played like 75 times since july first since july (laughs) 1st (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like two or three of them are in clubs, like in leagues and stuff. Like they golf all the time, oh, wow. and it's part of work for some of them and stuff. So it's uh, yeah, it was fun. I almost hit a hole in one on a par. Oh three. really? Yeah, it was like one of the shots of the day. I hit a seven iron, like you know, one sixty five. Like dropped it like 
eight feet in front of the pin and it rolled over and rimmed out and was like, oh. three, like was like like five inches away when it stopped moving. So brutal. Wow. But uh, yeah, it was awesome. Nice. How how's the course out there? We played at Mount Airy, which um, oh. it's part of like the casino and, and resort that's right there. So it was fine. It was it was, it was well maintained, um, like a little hilly. Some some of the 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 shots were like you know those holes where you're just like you feel like you're hitting to the side of a mountain and it's like you got to yeah. you know you can't get the ball up. So there's a couple of those yep. that sucked. Um, I is one thing that happened. <laughs> so we, we, on the second 18, so this is the afternoon. So now I'm like probably 10 beers in and it's like whole, <laughs> whole 35 of 36. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it was a, a par three, but it, it's like the, the tee box is on one side of like a Creek, um, from where the, the hole is. And there's a bridge across right. that, but you're supposed to park the cars like right by the, this Creek, which is kind of like yeah. a dam and like a waterfall sort of thing. Right. And uh, I just like was going too fast and <laughs> kind of gunned it and was like not really paying attention how close I was. And by the time I hit the brakes, it was too late. And I went over like the, <laughs> you know, the, the the cement block they put. So you don't do that. I put two <laughs> wheels over that and down into the embankment. And it was a mess. And it took like four guys like my size to get this thing off. Got- of. Yeah, we had to, one guy made a suggestion, my friend Derek that someone should stand on the back and kind of like jump to bring the front wheels up. It was, gotcha. but it was just a, it was a fucking mess. Like trying to use leverage. Yeah. 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 So it was a little embarrassing, but uh, yeah. But you, you weren't hurt at all. Like, <laughs> no, you, I was not hurt. It was like oh, a cliffhanger, so. like a cliffhanger. Yeah. You know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta add some flavor to these weekends. So you have a, a story to tell, but yeah, you know, it could have been much worse. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean like how deep was the, the Creek? It so it wasn't the creek itself that was deep. It's that the drop from oh. where you park to the bottom where the water was was probably like feet. So it would okay. have been it would so have been you, like golf right, cart if, over the edge, yeah, straight crash down, into crash the, into yeah. rocky shallow creek. Yeah, so that, that, that would have put bad. a damper on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have been fine. I've walked out of worse. worse honestly, yeah. like I've I've taken worse hits than that. So I think I would have been all right, but it's just better <laughs> that we didn't have to test what if that's a true statement or not. and pay the course for a golf for a golf cart. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the <laughs> golf court cart also saved my life at one point. Um, I was like going back to the cart, and it was at one of those you know where the 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 holes are kind of like parallel to each other, going in opposite directions, and there's one cart path that you share. And I was on the cart path, and mm-hmm. a ball just comes flying in. And oh, it's wow. like the windshield thing cracks the oh, windshield. Really? Wow. Fucking, I just like, it was like, a, it sounded like a gunshot. I didn't know where it came from. Like I was just not ready for it. You know, it was crazy. So anyway, <laughs> eventful day. Dangerous out on those Poconos links. You never know what you're going to run into out there. There's like <laughs> eagles like flying by your head and stuff. It, it was crazy. Was it, was this is actually Mount Airy? Yeah. Oh, like, wow. The Mount Airy Lodge, you know, yeah. like. You know the that place is still there, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That place. 